0: Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for this day, for this chance to be here. Lord, we pray your spirit will speak to us today. That you will teach us today. And then we will walk out of here inspired in the right way. In Jesus name. Amen. So we begin today with a passage from the Songs of Johnny. I keep a close watch on this heart of mine. I keep my eyes wide open all the time. I keep the ends out for the tie that binds because you're mine. I walk the line. I want to talk to you today about love. I want to talk to you today about love, but I don't want to talk about mamby-pamby love. Play nicely with the other children, love. Uh, Let's put flowers in gun barrels, love. I don't want to talk about that love. Maybe there's a place for that, but that's not what I'm talking about today. I want to talk about maybe a journey kind of love. It's been a mystery. And still they try to see why something good can hurt so bad. Caught on a one-way street, the taste of bittersweet, love will survive somehow, some way. Or maybe, maybe Barry Manilow love. You know I can't smile without you. I can't smile without you. I can't laugh and I can't sing. I'm finding it hard to do anything. You see, I feel sad when you're sad. I feel glad when you're glad. If you only knew what I'm going through. I just can't smile without you. Truth be told, all these lyrics they sound kind of crazy, right? I mean, Isn't that a little desperate? Well, yeah, I suppose it's desperate. But here's the other thing. It's also true, isn't it? Like, Sade, maybe. I won't pretend that I intend to stop living. I won't pretend that I'm good at forgiving. But I can't hate you. Although I have tried. I still really, 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 love you love is stronger than pride or maybe this one from another song song of solomon place me like a seal over your heart like a seal on your arm for love is as strong as death it's jealousy unyielding as the grave it burns like blazing fire like a mighty flame many waters cannot quench love rivers cannot sweep it away if one were to give all the wealth of one's house for love it would be utterly scorned now that's really crazy right i mean if if that were true if love was really like that wouldn't this be true also I find it very, very easy to be true. I find myself alone when each day's through. Yes, I'll admit, I'm a fool for you because you're mine. I walk the line. We don't really know what to do with the Song of Solomon, do we? In full disclosure, I wouldn't be doing anything at all with it today were it not for that wild man, Pastor Bernie Anderson who came up with this awesome idea for a sermon series called Banner Year and then happened to notice oh well there's a banner mentioned in Song of Solomon and I gotta tell you it sounded really good in December <laughs> but now here we are there's a mention of banners in Song of Solomon what's the mention well let's read it and get it over with so this can be official here chapter 6 verse 4 you are burnt beautiful as Terza my darling as lovely as Jerusalem, as majestic as troops with banners. There it is. Yeah, there's so much there that we don't naturally connect with, right? I mean, you read that and it's like, oh, yeah, okay. But maybe that's not true. Maybe if we understood at a deep level, maybe we could connect here. The first point, it says, you are beautiful as Terza. Well, what's Terza? Well, Terza is a word that means she is my delight. And it's believed that Terza is describing a a city that was located in in the tribe of Ephraim in a place of great natural beauty. It was a beautiful place to go. So, you know, kind of like, I don't know, Colorado Springs or or, or name a beautiful place you've been. You, my love, are like the weather in San Diego, you know. That's kind of where we're going with this. there's also interestingly enough one of the five daughters of zelophehad the manassehite of the days of moses when they were coming out in the exodus he had five daughters but no sons and the five daughters of zelophehad went to moses and petitioned and said why should our father's name disappear because he has no sons and it became a statute in israel that for fathers without sons, daughters could inherit land in their father's name. Kind of a neat story. One of the five daughters was named Tirzah. Now the Bible doesn't mention whether or not she was beautiful, but it kind of implies at least she was a delight, so maybe we'll go with that. I don't know if it's referencing that, but it's interesting. So that's the first part. You are beautiful as Tirzah, my darling, as lovely as Jerusalem. Well, I guess Jerusalem's self-explanatory. That's That's the one place on earth where the Lord chose to place his name. So that makes sense as a compliment. But what about that last part? As majestic as troops with banners. There seems to be something lost on us here. I don't think Alicia would be all that impressed if I was to say, you, my dear, are as lovely as SEAL Team 6. Marching in parade formation. I don't know. I don't think that would get me very far. Somehow martial illusions are, are not normally effective in our day for expressing love. But then again, then again, maybe, maybe I'm selling a short. Maybe there is a deep level where we understand that. Have you ever been to uh, an outdoor sporting event? Maybe the Daytona 500 or a football game or something like that. There's the pregame hype and there's the big buildup before the game, and, and then there's that big moment that comes when the public address announcer comes on and says, Ladies and gentlemen, please rise for the singing of the national anthem. And then everybody gets up and you stand and they, they unfurl a great big flag somehow on the field, and, and somebody sings the anthem, and it's coming down to the end, the big climax moment. And the home of the. And just when you get to Brave, what happens? Boom, the flyover, right? Some sort of cool military plane flies over really low over the stadium, and everybody's like, oh, oh, this is awesome. It's a big moment. You guys got to get out more. You haven't done this. (laughs) It's a big moment. That might work. What do you think? What do you think? Alicia's not here, so I'm going to try this out. Alicia, my dear, you are as thrilling as a low altitude Blue Angels flyover of a crowd of 70,000 crazed fans getting ready for a football game. What do you think? Well, at least all know what I mean by that. That might not work for her, but all know what I meant, and it's thrilling. It's awesome. We're talking about love. We're talking about how love is as strong as death. Songs, chapter six, verse four. You are as beautiful as Tirzah, my darling, as lovely as Jerusalem, as majestic as troops with banners. Turn your eyes from me, they overwhelm me. Your hair is like a flock of goats descending from Gilead. Your teeth are like a flock of sheep coming up from the washing. Each has its twin. Not one of them is missing. Apparently that's a pretty big deal in those days. You got all your teeth. (laughs) And you know, before I'm too hard on them, I'm actually missing a couple here. So I guess it makes the point, doesn't it? Your temples behind your veil are like the halves of a pomegranate. Sixty queens there may be, and eighty concubines, and virgins beyond number. But my dove, my perfect one, is unique the only daughter of her mother, the favorite of the one who bore her. The young women saw her and called her blessed. The queens and concubines praised her. You know, I can't smile without you. I can't smile without you. I can't laugh and I can't sing. I guess I'm off, aren't I? But it kind of fits there, doesn't it? It's kind of the same theme. back to the text chapter 7 verse 1 how beautiful your sandaled feet O prince's daughter your graceful legs are like jewels the work of an artist's hands your navel is a rounded goblet that never lacks blended wine your waist is a mound of wheat encircled by lilies Your breasts are like two fawns, like twin fawns of a gazelle. Your neck is like an ivory tower. Your eyes are the pools of Heshbon by the gate of Bath-Rabim. Your nose is like the Tower of Lebanon looking towards Damascus. Your head crowns you like Mount Carmel. Your hair is like royal tapestry. The king is held captive by its tresses. How beautiful you are, and how pleasing, my love, with your delights. Your stature is like that of the palm, and your breasts like clusters of fruit. I said, I will climb the palm tree. I will take hold of its fruit. May your breasts be like clusters of grapes on the vine, the fragrance of your breath like apples, and your mouth like the best wine. My heart stops when I look at you. Just one touch... Now, baby, I believe this is real, so take a chance. Don't ever look back. Don't ever look back. Wait a minute, I'm off again, aren't I? That last part was Katy Perry, sorry. You know, it's not like reading the Song of Solomon isn't uncomfortable enough, right? Why in the world would I then muck it up with secular musicians even sensuous songs from musicians many of you might consider just plain blasphemous. Well, obviously I'm doing so to make a point, and the point isn't that we should never do another sermon from the Song of Solomon. That's not it. That's actually Patty's view, and, and Patty's a little chagrined about today. So, Patty, this was when I gave her the text. She sent me that. She said, really? We're going to do those. <laughs> and this is how she's feeling right now. So, so. Just know that nothing that appeared on the screen was her fault entirely. But now that I've said that, Patty, you're going down with the ship. You're with me. Here we go. The point I'm trying to make is that it doesn't take a theologian or a genius to know this one great truth stated so well by the writer of the book called Song of Solomon chapter 8, verse 6, place me like a seal over your heart, like a seal on your arm, for love is as strong as death. It's jealousy unyielding as the grave. It burns like blazing fire, kind of like a burning ring of fire, maybe. Seems like somebody's saying that. Like a mighty flame, many waters cannot quench love. Rivers cannot sweep it away. If one were to give all the wealth of one's house for love, it would be utterly scorned. Keep your money, I'll take the girl. That's what it says. The point is simple. There is nothing else in life like love. But know this. Love is no game. It blazes like fire, and it is jealous as the grave. And if you mess around with it the wrong way, you will get burned. You know this, don't you? And this isn't just a fact you and I know because we read it in the Bible. This is a fact that you and I and Johnny Cash and Journey and Barry Manilow and Day and Katy Perry, this is a fact we all know because we are alive. As sure as night is dark and day is light, I keep you on my mind both day and night. And happiness I've known proves that it's right because you're mine. I walk the line. Remember how the Bible says love is like a blazing fire? One love feeds the fire. One heart burns desire. Wonder who's crying now. Two hearts born to run. Who'll be the lonely one? Wonder who's crying now. So I've chosen wholly randomly. A totally eclectic mix of songs from the last 50 years or so, from which to quote here. But you know, I have not even scratched the surface of love songs, have I? I'll bet you for every song we write about something else, we write three about love. You are as beautiful as tears, my darling. As lovely as Jerusalem. As majestic as troops with banners but isn't love just so irrational i mean isn't this sort of desperate can't smile without you love is stronger than pride even possessive because you're mine what kind of language is that isn't that what we're trying to avoid in our lives i mean who wants to end up here so many stormy nights So many wrongs or rights, neither could change their headstrong ways. You know what I'm talking about. And in a lover's rage, they tore another page. The fighting is worth the love they save. Is it? Well, I suppose you could say that love is irrational, but I don't think that statement is completely fair. Rather, let me suggest this. Love is something wholly different than rational. It's something else. If rational is the ground, love is the air. It's different. Now, I'm not suggesting that rationality not be brought to bear in regards to love. But I am suggesting that if you think love should be nothing but rational, you aren't getting it. You see... Love is as strong as death. It's jealousy unyielding as the grave. It burns like blazing fire, like a mighty flame. Many waters cannot quench love. Rivers cannot sweep it away. And if you have allowed love in your life to be anything less than that, you're not doing it right. You see, love will cause you to do things you would never otherwise do, things no rational person would do, or at least no rational person who doesn't understand love. What am I talking about? Well, here's an example. Love will cause you to change very smelly diapers. Okay, maybe a rational person would do that. But then after you change them to pick up the thing that made that horrible smell and hold it close to you and kiss it. That's what love does. Love will cause you to cook meals for more than yourself. And not just that, love will cause you to cook meals way better than they need to taste in order to survive. Love will cause you to come up with 365 messages to write on little slips of paper to put into a jar so that the object of your affection can read a note from you every day for a year one of my sons did that recently I'm not gonna name any names love causes you to do funny stuff doesn't it? love will cause you to get out of bed way earlier than you want every day and go out and work so that your family can be sustained. Love will cause you to share your last bite of something you love with someone you love more than the something you love to eat. Although that one's hard when you got to give up that last bite. That one's hard. <laughs> love may even cause you to be willing to change your headstrong ways. I always kind of just chuckle and shake my head when someone who's not married acts like they know what it means to have to compromise and share. It's kind of cute, isn't it? You have no idea. Love can make you willing to fight for what you love. Is your love stronger than your pride? Are you willing to let love walk away because you're just too proud to fight for it? To have and to hold, in sickness or in health, for richer or poorer, rejecting all others. You know the drill, right? Is your love as strong as death? Meaning you would lay down your life for the ones you love? Two ways to look at that. Literally die for? Or maybe even harder to actually live for? Well, of course, that's crazy talk, right? I mean, who would love like that? Especially, who would love undeserving people like that? Who? Well, one name comes to mind. Uh, Romans 5, very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. You think God doesn't understand what it feels like to be Offended to be pushed away. You want to hear the pained voice of one whose love is as strong as death. Hosea chapter 11. You remember the book of Hosea? That's the story. Hosea goes and marries uh, a woman who, who will not be faithful and actually gets into a life of prostitution. And he goes and buys her back. And this is all an illustration of God's experience with his people, with these people. Hosea 11 verse 8. How can I give you up, Ephraim? How can I hand you over, Israel? How can I treat you like Adma? How can I make you like Zeboim? Those were two of the cities that were destroyed when Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed. My heart is changed within me. All my compassion is aroused. I will not carry out my fierce anger, nor will I devastate Ephraim again, for I am God and not a man The Holy One among you, I will not come against their cities. Do you hear the longing heart of God? Don't think Jesus doesn't know the pain of spurned love. Matthew 23, 37, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. You who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you, how often I have longed to gather your children together together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. But the love of Jesus was stronger than his pride, stronger than even death. He longed so much for us that he gave up heaven To come here and to suffer and die. And we look upon his act of love and it calls us to him. He once said, and I, if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all peoples to myself. Jesus is our banner of love. He shows us what love is. And what is love? 1 John 3.16. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. What's the implications? And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. Our love should be as strong as death. Jealous as the grave and a blazing fire that cannot be quenched. Our love must be powerful but not powerful in that it controls others. That's not love, that's called abuse. And don't go home and quote anything I said today as a basis for abuse in your relationships because I will not back you up on that. Our love must be powerful, not in that it controls others, but in that it shapes me, refines me, opens my heart, changes me kinda like this I keep a close watch on this heart of mine because I know what it can do I keep my eyes wide open all the time because I know what kind of trouble I can get into I keep the ends out for the tie that binds I'm always looking to tie those binds with the ones I love because you're mine I walk the line. And even when it hurts so bad and is so hard and demands from you more change than you want to give, I want you to fight for love because love is worth it. Now I want to close today with a special appeal to the married couples hearing me here today. I want you to fight for your family, not just fight for yourself. Fight to overcome your pride and put your whole heart into the ones who can't smile without you. I want you to fight for your spouse. Notice, I didn't say I want you to fight with your spouse. That's different. (laughs) I want you to fight for your spouse. And frankly, there may be some butting heads before you get back to active loving. I want you to make the love between you and your spouse the most important thing in your life and you know how you'll know when you're getting close? When you're getting close, you'll be able to say things like this, I still really, really love you. Love is stronger than pride. You'll be able to say things like, you are as beautiful as Tirza, my darling, as lovely as Jerusalem, as majestic as troops with banners, turn your eyes from me they overwhelm me my heart stops when you look at me just one touch now baby I believe this is real so take a chance don't look back don't ever look back so what do we need to do well you need to keep a close watch on that heart of mine, actually on that heart of yours, but mine rhymes. And you need to keep your eyes wide open all the time. Don't just be focused in here, pay attention. And you need to keep the ends out for the tie that binds. That means being available to make connection with those who love you. And if you are blessed to have someone you can call mine walk the line. Let's pray. Father in heaven, only by your grace can we not be consumed by the blazing fires of love. But in your grace, such joy we can know by loving one another in faithful righteousness to each other. Lord, I pray for the families in this church, for the husbands and the wives, that you would rekindle a blazing ring of fire today, and that you would pull them together in closeness and in love That they will work through the troubles and find joy in each other's arms. In Jesus' name, amen.